Welcome to Legal Management Talk, the official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host, Kate Raftery. Today we're talking to Nadine Stone, CLM MBA, who's an ALA member. But in a bit of a twist, we won't really be discussing her legal management career. We're trying a little something different with this episode of the podcast by spotlighting a member's unique contributions outside of work. Nadine has recently published her memoir, No Stone Unturned, A Remarkable Journey to Identity. Welcome. It's great to have you on the show. Hello, Kate. Thank you for your interest in my story. So congratulations on your debut book. Could you tell us a little bit about it? A significant portion of my memoir deals with a search for my birth mother, but it is much more. It is a story of an orphan child, the many struggles thrown her way, the generous kindness and love of strangers who enter her life, and seemingly without thought, help carry her on an astonishing journey. Kate, sometimes when I think of Nadine, I truly believe that I am not her. She's over there, and I'm watching her in shock, awe, and amazement. There is no way I could have gone through what that child endured and survived it with any level of sanity. Education became my salvation, which led to a new, exciting life on an exotic Caribbean island. There, events unfolded that propelled me on an astounding voyage involving a powerful political family, like the Kennedys in America. Life threw more curves my way, and the memoir is about how I approached each trial while trying to maintain my core values and my humanity. So uh, for people who haven't read it, most of the book deals with your 44-year journey to find your birth family. What drove you to keep searching for them? In 2008, the law in Ontario, Canada changed, permitting legally adopted persons access to their birth records. It was not until 2013 that we discovered I had never been legally adopted. I had simply been given away by Mother Superior at a hospital to a young, successful couple. In 2013, I hired a Canadian attorney to petition the province of Ontario's Privacy Commission to allow me access to my birth records. My contention was that as a citizen of Canada, I should be accorded the same rights as legally adopted persons. The law in its current state discriminates against non-adopted persons. I also petitioned the hospital where I was born to provide the name of my birth mother and to share my hospital records. I had resided in the hospital on my own from December 24, 1952 to January 11, 1953, so should have had a separate medical record from that of my birth mother. The Privacy Commission in Ontario denied my petition, indicating I had no rights to my birth records as I was not legally adopted. The hospital refused to share information on my residency, indicating that they could not establish that the woman who gave birth to a female child on December 18, 1952, was in fact my birth mother. In addition, as the law only permitted legally adopted persons access to their birth records, once again, I was denied the information I requested. During my investigations, I spoke to an official at the Privacy Commission who shared that nothing had been done correctly or legally after my birth. She indicated that I had an actionable case against the hospital. The hospital has changed ownership many times. Were I to file a suit, I would be filing against the Catholic Church as St. Joseph's Hospital was run by the church in 1952. That unfair, unjust, discriminatory treatment provided me with greater resolve to continue my search 
no matter the outcome, be it heartbreak or joy. Every person born has the right to an awareness of their history, their roots, their heritage, their ancestry. Unless a person experiences this lack of knowledge, they cannot comprehend the unfulfilled yearning to discover one's identity. I could not imagine going to my grave without knowing who I was. In 2017, it became my last wish in life, my greatest goal. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you right now that I... I wouldn't personally understand it, but it's certainly fascinating to me and certainly very affecting. Unfortunately, the circumstances of your adoption is only one of the hardships you've endured. Um, so many people would keep that bottled up inside, but you wrote a memoir. Why is that? From the time I was two years old and learned I had been left at a hospital on Christmas Eve by my unmarried birth mother, I made a vow to find her. On every birthday thereafter, my only wish was to be reunited with her. On August 4th, 2017, our 28th wedding anniversary, I was at a particularly low point. My husband Bill and I had spent the previous six days traveling, during which we buried my Aunt Roberta, one of the many women who became surrogate mothers to me, and then traveled to a small town in Canada in search of clues to my birth father's history. He died in 2000. DNA testing by his daughter in June 2017 established our father-daughter relationship. Bill and I hoped our research would establish that my father had lived in the town. Confirmation of this might lead to clues on the identity of my birth mother. We were able to establish his residency, but could not find clues to my mother's identity. The entire trip was an emotional roller coaster. I was physically and emotionally spent. My life up to that day was already chock full of many extraordinarily formidable challenges that on the very rare occasion I shared my story, the listener would stare at me in disbelief and usually, usually reply, that could not possibly have happened. How could one person experience so many overwhelming trials in one lifetime and survive it all? I was feeling very much alone that morning. I told Bill that if our search ended then, I would be okay as long as he loved me. However, some good had to come out of all these struggles. I made a commitment that morning to start my memoir. If I was not to be successful in my search, my goal was to provide the reader with inspiration to find faith, hope, and the courage to persevere despite the odds, to transform their lives, to empower them to never give up. So as you've mentioned already in previous answers, there is a legal element to your story involving Canadian bureaucracy and your current quest to amend adoptions laws there, your, and your current quest to amend adoption laws there. How has your professional background as a legal manager affected your response to the events in your life? A secondary but equally important goal in writing my memoir is to hire an attorney to file a petition to amend the province of Ontario's current law thereby permitting non-adoptees equal access to our birth records. My contention is that the policymakers, in changing the law in 2008, could never have envisioned that it would victimize a whole class of citizens. It is discriminatory in its application and must be amended. Every citizen should be accorded the same rights. From my experience as a legal administrator, I have observed that the law has the power to right many wrongs. 
I believe in its system of fairness and justice, its power and ability to transform lives. A leading Toronto attorney with whom I have consulted has indicated that the case will be huge and complex. It will be a David versus Goliath. However, I have never run from a worthy challenge. So I will see this one through to the end. I am not doing this for me. I found my birth mother. I am doing it for all the other non-adoptees who do not have a voice. As a friend said to me, the arc of the moral is long, but it bends towards justice. I feel like your conviction and, uh, and drive there kind of is something that a lot of our members has in com- have in common, for sure. So uh, finally, the book was just published uh, a few months ago, but already a few Amazon and Goodreads reviewers have called it, quote, absolutely awesome and fascinating. How does that make you feel as a first-time author? I am humbled by the profound and uplifting responses to my story and the readers sharing of it on Facebook and other social media sites. Many are buying additional copies as gifts for family members and birthday gifts for friends. Thus far, it has 24 reviews, all five star. So I'm enormously moved by the support. One woman in the United Kingdom texted my girlfriend to say she had just finished the book. I love her review. May I read it to you? Sure. I tore through Nadine's book at a pace, and it is so unbelievable to read her story. Any normal person would be utterly scarred for life. But she fights on and is truly amazing. I recommended the book to a host of friends and have suggested it to numerous book clubs in my area. The chapters flow on from each other. The writing makes the story so compelling and such an easy read. What Nadine has managed to do is tell her story with all relevant details as her life unfolds, but avoiding sentimentality or schmaltz. Wonderfully written totally engaging, and I will now look on my life as a glass filled to the brim. Kate, that pretty much says it all. That's pretty great. I mean, I've, in addition to hosting this podcast, I work as a writer and editor for ALA, so I would find that kind of uh, comment enormously gratifying myself. Well, thank you so much for talking to me, Nadine. Thank you so much, Kate, for giving me the opportunity to share my story. ALA and my friends within the organization have been a constant source of support when my personal life was in flux. I am so grateful to ALA. It was a pleasure speaking to you, Kate. Thank you again. Well, thank you. Um, Just for everyone's edification, your book is scheduled to be released by Ingram Spark in early June and will be available in libraries and retailers around the world, including Amazon and Barnes & Noble. A portion of the proceeds will be donated to St. Jude's Children's Hospital, the Salvation Army, and a scholarship established in memory of your son, Andrew. You can learn more about Nadine's story in the June issue of Legal Management. If you have your own story or accomplishment to share, please email publications at alanet.org. I'd also like to thank our listeners and subscribers for tuning in. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us, which makes it easier for others to find the podcast. As always, you can learn more about ALA and our upcoming events at alanet.org. Until next time.